0: Blog Talk Radio
1: to another episode of The Mystical Matchmaker. I am your host, Marla Martinson, and this is the place where we talk about all things love, relationships, and the most important love, and that is self-love. Please go to my website, marlamartinson.com, where I have a gift for you. You can download my self-love guided meditation to really anchor in those affirmations into your subconscious. And when you love yourself, your vibration rises and you will attract things, people, situations, opportunities that match your high frequency. So, you know, I feel that to have a life that sparkles and a life that you really love living, you need to be happy with yourself and your life. And that means finding passion in the everyday things. For me, which I wrote about in my memoirs, Uh, let's see, which one, (laughs) Hearts on the Line, I wrote about this. When I was working for someone else in Beverly Hills at this high-end matchmaking company making somebody else rich, I was getting up at 8 a.m. every morning, fighting the L.A. traffic, arriving home at night exhausted at 7.30, too tired to work out or really do anything and then getting only two weeks per year vacation and for a real wanderlust gal like me that was not cutting it I was missing family events and milestones all because I had to work for somebody else and I finally got to the in my mid-40s when I did one of those take this job and shove it moves and I took the plunge although I was terrified I started my own business back in 2010 and I have never looked back and I've been able to Combine my spiritual side with my matchmaking now, and it's been beautiful. And so this kind of ties in today with my guest, Jennifer Weigel, who is an award-winning broadcast journalist based in Chicago, my favorite town. Uh, she won an Emmy for her on-camera reporting and, uh, for CBS, and she's also worked for ABC, NBC, WGN, TV and radio and WLS radio. She has been researching spirituality for nearly 20 years and trying to bridge that gap between the medical and the mystical. And her real love is adding humor to life's tragedies through her writing. She's written four books. This gal is amazing. She's written Stay Tuned, Stay Tuned, I'm Spiritual Damn It. This Isn't the Life I Ordered and Psychic Healers, Psychics, Healers, Mediums, a journalist, a road trip, and a voice from the other side. And Jen hosts uh, this really cool thing. It's a live series called Conversations with Weigel. Uh, it's exploring spiritual enlightenment at the Wilmot Theater, where she interviews authors and gurus from across the country every month. And she has her highly acclaimed podcast, I'm Spiritual Dammit. It's on WGN Plus and iTunes. And I was a guest on that podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts. So hello, welcome, Jen.
0: Hi there, Marla. So great to talk with you.
1: Yay! Yay! <laughs> it's so like minded spirits. Woohoo! I know. <laughs> I hear. I hear you on on your podcast all the time, and now I'm hearing you on mine. It's like wow, it's surreal. <laughs> it's
0: about time. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh yeah. So you know, you left your your job as a traditional journalist to do more of the spiritual side of reporting through your podcast and books and conversations with Weigel. So tell can you tell us about that journey and how you came to bring the woo-woo, as we say, you know, out here in L.A. into your work?
0: Well, you know, it's interesting because I always thought that what took me down that path was the passing of my father when he died of a brain tumor. I was 30 years old and I had a lot of questions, but I always took that as the catalyst that sort of led me down this spiritual questing. But as I was sitting with dinner last fall with Carolyn Mace, author of Anatomy of the Spirit and Sacred Contracts, and I was sort of talking about my journey and how that's really what got me down this road. She said, honey, you would have gone down this path regardless. It was in your DNA. It was in your soul. You were born to quest. And whether he had passed at 30 or had he passed at 48 – you know, for you, however old you were, you were destined to go down and investigate these things. And I thought, well, that's so interesting. But I think she's right. I think that we all have these sort of urges or nudges. And whether we, like you said, you said, take this job and, you know, shove it. If you decide to go and, and really follow your true north, as they say, or your compass, then the rest falls into place. But it's a very scary thing to do to trust. And I don't think we can be irresponsible about it. It's not like you can just tell everybody, gone fishing, I'm out of here. If you have responsibilities right. or children to feed, you have to be cognizant of that. But you can also pepper in your passion with whatever it is that you're doing. And so that's what I was doing. I was, you know, I was standing on overpasses in Chicago freezing my butt off, saying, It stinks outside, back to you. You know, this wasn't my passion, but it was paying the bills. So on the side I was I was always investigating, the paranormal investigating the spiritual and trying to find out what I could learn so that I could continue to absorb as much information as possible.
1: Yes, exactly. And so, and that reminds me of uh, when I lived in Chicago in the 90s. I was there like early 90s until I came back to L.A. in 2001 because my father in 2001 was dying of cancer and mm-hmm. he was in uh, Orange County, California, so I moved back here. But I used to walk uh, from, from the loop. Uh, to my apartment in River North and at night after I'd be uh, from my waitress shift and I'd go over, you know, one of those bridges, State Street or whatever, and I'd stop and look up at the sky and it was this cobalt blue it was, you know, the sky is so blue in Chicago it's just so crisp and, and I just look up into the sky and look at the moon and you know ponder those questions too on my way home from, from working at a waitress job which I hated
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly, there's so many moments where you're standing there going is this what you have in store for me but I was just reading an email that I got from Echo Bodine another author and intuitive a very smart woman she's written several books including What Happens When We Die and Echoes of the Soul And she was my guest on stage and in the podcast uh, for um, the I'm Spiritual Dammit. But she said to me, look, what is real spirituality is when you trust, when you have no compass, no clue, no hint that you're on the right path. But you get quiet and you truly listen within. You talked about in the intro of loving yourself. When you really put on your oxygen mask so you can help others. You will get the answers, but we don't listen. We don't stop. We don't slow down. We're constantly humans doing instead of humans being. And so that is the real quest, and that with all technology today and with our busy lives, it drowns out those internal whispers so often, and that is the biggest challenge for me as I try to tune in. You know, we set, spend so much time tuning out. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah and and um well and i and, and there's so many people in jobs that they hate or that they just are not fulfilled and and I mean, I was, I was, I felt that I was one of them, but I was an actress as well. So I'd do TV commercials and I'd love that or some modeling and that was great. And I'd take the acting classes and take my French classes and do all this fun stuff. But then to pay the bills, I was doing this the the waitress, the, you know, restaurant thing Mm -hmm. and all aspects of the restaurant being part owner and waitress and this and that. and, 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 but I, then I, when when my dad had died and I was 39, and I said I cannot be a 40 year old waitress and put on an apron one more time. I've done it 20 years. What is there? And I had no other skills besides mm-hmm. the acting and this creative. So I remember my cousin gave me a, a those Louise Hay. Uh, affirmation cards, a box of them. And I'd sit there every single day and I'd take out every single card and I'd read it. You know, I turn every experience into an opportunity or I love and approve of myself. I trust Mm -hmm. my inner wisdom, life supports me. And uh, miraculously, this job in the matchmaking field just fell in my lap and came to me and changed my whole life. And it was interesting because it's what you say is that we're, we we need to tune in and there's all all of us have some other life purpose than than some things that we don't want to do mm-hmm. but some t- I think people don't always know how to Get out of that, or tune into that, and and uh, we get stuck. You know, we get stuck right. in that drudgery and that thinking that you got to work hard, and you know, playtime is only for you know. Thank, uh, this is what I'm glad to shed is the words "Thank God it's Friday" or "Oh my God it's Monday." You know, so it's mm-hmm. like every day's great now. So yeah, don't you feel that? It's it's just kind of it. It makes life sparkle when you can really somehow get on that path that you feel. Well, that's that, true, that and that we also feel. judge
0: yeah. We judge the normal as not being exceptional. You know, we, we give right. so much credit to celebrity instead of character. And we yeah. discount the regular tasks as fabulous. And for me, you know, it's not about what you win or what your awards are. It's about how you are in relationship to your child, to your partner. You mm-hmm. know, I, I truly think we discount that. And it's, it's like this afterthought, but it should be the forethought. It should be the foreground and not the background. And that. That is what my journey has been over these past two years. I've really been, you know, this is my, my bumper sticker right now, Marla, is delay is not denial. Delay is not denial. It's not about you. If something is not showing up for you because you think you should have it or you deserve it or you've worked hard for it, maybe it's a perfect mm-hmm. timing issue. Maybe there are other factors at play. You know, I, I'm i currently working at a media company, but I had interviewed since March, and, you know, and here we are having this conversation at the, you know, in, in August. And I mm-hmm. just wondered, well, what the heck, what the heck, what the heck? Delay was not denial. It was just divine timing. And that, you know, there is no time and space on the other side. We have it So linear here in our world. And, you know, one of the other things is that we, and I know you deal with this in your business, Marla, people thinking that that they're not okay if they're alone and I think you have to learn to be alone in order to get the right partner to come in and then be okay you know those people that are limping around looking for a partner to fill the hole they're just going to be limping together I mean it's a terrible combination of two people needing a partner to be satisfied and and I think and I wonder how this works for you in your world and as you try to match make people do people come to you and be like all right I need this 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 and this and then I'll be okay and it's like no, actually, you need to go like talk to a nutritionist and go for a walk and maybe yes. get a therapist. <laughs> and then we can mm-hmm. figure it out. Oh
1: yes, yeah. well, with the, <laughs> it's interesting, Jen, because I'm 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 uh, opening up another uh, kind of a side business as um, a transformational coach for women, where we're going to be doing a lot of clearing out and healing, and um, I'm getting all that together. It's so exciting because I've seen the same women. I've been doing this 17 years now, and there's women. Um, that are still single that I've met. You know, I, I had dinner with a gal last night who I met 17 years ago and she's still Mm -hmm. looking for that same guy and she's beautiful and she makes great money and she loves her life. And, but Mm -hmm. um, there's things that we all have that are blocking us. Like it's the frequency that we're attracting and yes, we've got to be okay with being alone. And I know that, you know, you interview a lot of psychics and everything. And, and one of the, big things that people will call in and sometimes on my podcast I'll have a psychic and we'll give readings and the ladies are all calling in and the big question is, do you see um someone see coming man. in? You know, do mm-hmm. you see a man when, when, when? And I had a right. gal I was healing here. I'm a Reiki practitioner too and she was on my table, we're working on the heart chakra on love and stuff and she I gave her a little angel reading and she says, Yeah, but ask the angels when when the guy's coming and and, right. and I said, Well, you know, that depends on your work and your frequency. No, but I wanna know when, when
0: right when that's it. That's <laughs> it right there. You just you just totally Explain the problem, I think, with our world is that they're looking at their watch and going, when, 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 instead of being present and saying, now is great for me, regardless of Mm -hmm. whether or not he's here or that job is here or that house is there. That is where we are so messed up. I mean it's the really unfortunate part of of imbalance. And so I love hearing you talk about helping people get balanced with their you know, with their chakra and their transformations and and the Reiki work that you're doing because I personally tell people if they don't go through the car wash, we are all white cars and every day we go through mud yeah. puddles. And if we don't go yeah. to the car wash, like what you do, I mean, I've got practitioners here in Chicago that I work with monthly, like going to the chiropractor, like going to the car mm-hmm. wash. I have got to clear off this, this residue that we can't see with our blind eye, but energetically people who have these abilities can see. I've got this great okay. <laughs> practitioner that I met. You know, because everybody I interview, like you, I say, well, well, who do you go to? Who do you like? Who do you use? Who's your healer? Who's your chakra person? Who's your shaman? Whatever it is, you know, who do you go to? And um, there's a gentleman who is a carpenter. He was working on a roof, and he got struck by lightning, okay? Not your everyday Mm -hmm. at the office. And now he's a mm-hmm. phenomenal healer, and he does work that oh. is so off the charts. He looks at people, and he can see the disruptions. He can, And he works remotely because, again, there's no time and space. So you could be in Arizona, and he's in Chicago, and he'll work with you on the phone. And it's fabulous. And so what I feel like – if his name is Ken Wagner, and he's okay. a riot. He doesn't have a website. He doesn't have a Facebook page. You know, he is so off the radar. But he, I did do a podcast with him, so if you Google okay. Ken Wagner, W-A-G-N-E-R, and I'm spiritual, damn it, it should pop right up um, because he's the only guy named Ken that I've interviewed. <laughs> <But Right. laughs> I love finding these under-the-rock, under-the-radar people because they're not out there trying to, you know, have books or be famous or have TV shows, not that there's anything wrong with that, but they're literally waking up and saying, how can I serve? And then they uh-huh. serve. And that is an, an amazing way to live your day. And I tell anybody out there that's listening, if you can get out of your ego and into your spirit, mind, body, and just say, how can I serve? And then just trust that you will be shown what's next for your highest good with that intention. Then it will show up for you. But if you say, Who can serve me? And who's yeah. going to benefit me? That paradigm will continue to play out for you, and you will be disappointed more than you will be served.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in relationships, I've heard people say, Well, what's the, in it for me? With You know, they want, like you were asking, mm-hmm. What do they want? Well, a girl wants, oh, he has to make a million a year, or mm-hmm. he's got to be this tall, or the guys, especially with their so focused in on the woman's looks and I know men are visual but they take it to such an extreme that they I also see many guys who are still um, they keep renewing with us or they're not getting a relationship for years and years because they're stuck mm-hmm. on she's got to be I'm sorry she can't she's got to be blonde or she's got right? she can't be over 5'5 five five, or she you know she can't yeah. be over this age and, and then the uh. guys get older and older even into their 70s but they're still like yeah but I've always dated women in their you know 40s Or it's like yeah but you're not Yeah, now. but look in the mirror. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. I tell people all the time because I'm I'm very <laughs> – I've been married – and I'm not going to go down that road again unless it's the absolute right fit. I'm not opposed to it, but it's not like I'm looking for it. I don't need it. So, you know, at this time, I've, I'm not in a relationship, but I have been since my divorce. And I realized that I was settling. I was settling, and not with like a list of criteria, he's got to be six foot and make this much money. But in how much I was settling for their not being open to what I explored, you know, on a spiritual – And, you know, psychological level, I don't need everybody to be in the front row of my shows, but I have to have a knowing that you're really okay with it and that you celebrate it. You don't have to celebrate it by making a banner and being there taking the tickets, but you have to celebrate it by being excited that I'm excited by it. And that was where I was settling. And so, you know, we really have to look at what we are bringing in and calling in from a work perspective, from a family perspective, because really we have to put up boundaries. And if somebody's depleting us, whether it's in a relationship or at Thanksgiving dinner, we have to be able to put up that boundary and say, you know, I'm really not okay with the way you just talked to me. So uh-huh. anybody who acts that way to somebody else is because they're afraid. And so we have to kind of get out of our own way by Realizing that we we let that happen over and over and over again until we put up the boundary and say, I'm really not okay with that. Call me when you learn how to treat people with respect. It's all about the golden rule for me these days. Treat others the way you'd like to be treated. And and you know right. somebody will be like, well, you wouldn't go to dinner with me, so how could you say that it's treating others the way you'd like to be treated? I have to go to dinner with someone that excites me at dinner. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't want to sit across from somebody who talks about themselves and never asks me one question about themselves. So, you know, right. that is, it's important for us to know our criteria and know that we can't deplete ourselves because our energy and our time is precious and we have to put on our oxygen mask. And then we can be better at dinner as a coworker, as a parent, as a friend. All of those things will come after we put on our oxygen mask.
1: Yeah, as we get older, we realize, too, time seems to speed up, and it's like we don't have five years to blow on a crappy relationship like we used to when we were younger. You know, we just get into these relationships with guys because they were cute or whatever, and then, oh, five years have gone by or whatever, and then, mm-hmm. so, yeah, we we have to be very, very aware. Um, yeah. So, so tell us about your Psychics, Healers, and Mediums book because you – uh, did a road trip and you interviewed uh, tell us about that, you interviewed a lot of psychics and,
0: and you know I, I what did I mean? and I, I think people when you say that word people go Ugh, like they roll their eyes, they think of somebody with a turban on their head and really the <laughs> word I wanted to use was intuitive and, and here's the thing, right. we all have intuition everybody's born with it whether we utilize it or not is up to us and so I went around the country and, and had conversations with some people that have had some notoriety in that, in that world, either as a healer or a medium or an intuitive, but also brought with me a stranger that they couldn't research ahead of time because I'm always fascinated by, you know, somebody might come highly recommended and then I could sit across from them and it's just like, crickets you know nothing happens Mm -hmm. but But i also realized that you know it's sort of like chemistry when you have a doctor's appointment you know some people really love that doctor but somebody else might not like them or a therapist or you know it's it's very very personal and so Mm -hmm. for me now what i tell people is don't take anyone else's advice go find out for yourself you know, the person that has seven best selling books might really be a great fit for you, but they also might charge eight hundred dollars an hour. And I could tell yeah. you somebody who's seventy five an hour that's really fantastic and they don't have a book. So I think that mm-hmm. we can't judge a book by the cover or a person by whether they have a book. You just can't. And so I am all about finding that you know, that match with that chemistry for you. I don't mean a match as a Relationship like a love match, I'm talking about an intuitive match. But if somebody goes to one all the time, that to me means they're shutting down their own intuition, they're not trusting their own inner GPS, and they need to shut it down and not reach out to anybody in that realm for at least six months. I mean, Really go rogue and not call anymore. I mean, because if you're using a freaking psychic to go to the grocery store, you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, I can't, if you can't pick a job because you haven't checked in with your coach or whatever, I think we all need someone to tell us that we have basil on our teeth, right? It's great to have yeah. someone reflect back to you what you cannot see. But if you become too dependent on them, then I think you're actually depleting your own power. And what I try to tell people is the really good ones, Intuitive, psychics, medias, whatever you want to call it, will say to you, don't call me for six months. Make this an annual thing. I don't want to hear from you for at least three months. Activate what we've talked about today. Now, as far as like the, what you do, like the Reiki and the energy work, that you need every month. That you absolutely need. Mm -hmm. I think we all need an energetic tune-up once a month at least. But the getting advice from somebody because you don't think you know what's best for you, no. I think that should be a a once-a-year treat or twice-a-year tops. And that is where I try to empower people. I love that I got to go around the country and have these different conversations. And so many of them told me, oh, there's a man coming, and he's going to look like this, and mm. he's going to be in October. And Do you know how many Octobers have passed, and still that mm. person has not shown up? And, you know, there's yeah. a timing thing, too. People are like, when is it going to happen? Well, right. when you're ready for it. That's when it happens. So we get so stuck on the clock of timing and all those things. But really, time and space is so irrelevant. So I tell people, forget the October timeline or the in three months or in three weeks. Just go for it with an open mind for entertainment purposes. Because if you're literally planning your calendar and whether you're going to move to Sedona based on what a psychic Uh says, Houston, we have a problem. I really believe that.
1: Yeah, and so many of them will say different things, and and mm-hmm. um, I had a uh, issue with my with my uh, throat area, and, and um I had like five different. I went to my Western doctor. I went to a Chinese doctor. I I had a psychic friend tell me something. I had a medical intuitive friend tell me something, and somebody else had mm-hmm. five different things. Five different things. And uh, five different things going on. And then I had uh, people giving five different opinions. And um, then I went and got an ultrasound yesterday and found out what it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. so you had to look inside there and see what's going on, right? So so it, it was like that was a big um, – because one healer told me a year and a half ago that because I had these pinprick sensations at my neck, and I still do. It's like somebody's taking a pin and pricking it all over. And she told me that I'm getting an energe, an energetic upgrade as a healer. And uh, so I was all excited. I was like, woohoo, I'm upgrading, baby. I'm- this is yeah, safe. right. Well, that's, well, no, I have two um, small nodules on my thyroid, and um, they're probably, it's probably not serious. I'm going to get the, you know, results from the guy, the doctor's going to look at the, the woman who mm-hmm. did it and says, well, I, you know, she says, I've seen this a lot, and I don't think it's anything to be concerned about but I think that's what the issue is not you know my energetic upgrade <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so well I,
0: you I, might I, be I getting the upgrade but, but it's important yeah. I always tell people to be a combo flatter you know get a little from yeah. column a and a little from column x and but be your best advocate and so I always go for both I always go you know I check right. in with my western medicine and then I go all all levels of woo-woo if there's any sort of pain I mean and I think
1: it's really really uh, yeah. important yeah. to do that but but just believing one person or going all the way you you can't you know it can you can get mm-hmm. in trouble that way because you just you've got to yeah like you said do a combo platter and investigate more for yourself don't just just trust what anybody's going to say and mm-hmm. um i i i had i had a reading with Andrew Anderson cuz i heard him on your podcast and i mm-hmm. thought he was he was so right on when he was giving you your reading on there you know and right. and then i called him and, and had his session and he was he was phenomenal, and and sometimes I'll I'll talk to a psychic and I'm disappointed because you know it is kind of expensive sometimes you know whatever it is right. a hundred bucks sure. for half an hour, and then if they're just totally off or you don't get anything you're like damn it, but what right. I heard Andrew on you have the best you know, people on your show, it's great. And, and I thought, guy, he was so given, you know, you, the all the, you're like, oh, wow, yes, yes. And then he, he was just amazing, spot on with everything and gave me great advice. And, you know, that was. But you know nice. what's so
0: interesting about that? I don't know if you remember from that conversation. He also said, okay, yes. you're going to meet a man and it's going to be like a, Oh, he did? he's going to be in a suit oh, and a soldier. Name. And, you know, it's like oh. a, it was like a fundraiser, go to everything, go to this fundraiser. And oh, I actually yeah, yeah, had yeah. a fundraiser just around the corner from that. You know, with uh-huh. first responders, you mentioned something about a uniform, so I thought, oh, that's going to be the okay. one. Ooh, Cric- right. crickets! Nothing, nada. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> was, right,
1: right, right. But there, there was other stuff that was that was really. There were, of course, but,
0: other things, but yeah. you know, we what we do yeah. is is we hold on to this. And you know, Echo Bodine told me this great story where she went to this one psychic named Carlos, and he said, "You're going to meet somebody from your past, and you're going to get you're going to okay. meet him in March, and you're going to get married, and or no, you're going to you're going to be." meeting him in the fall and get married in march or something so she literally every so oh no no, it was going to meet him in march meet him in march Mm -hmm. so she said every january like you know the the following january she goes on a diet like thinking okay i better get ready this guy's coming in march you know (laughs) 11 years go by marla and (sighs) she was writing out her wedding invitations in a november and she was like gosh you know she thought of carlos the psychic and then she realized oh my god I did meet Jim, or whoever her husband was, in March. In March. And she did sort of know him from her past but he was a friend right. of her brother's and they had met once in passing so you know it's so mm. random that for you know she finally five years into it just gave up like well forget it that ain't happening and then right. she realized that it was 11 years after he had told her she would meet somebody in March so we can't hold on to these things because it sort of like takes us out of our groove if we're always looking yeah. around the corner for that man in a uniform that well then you don't notice the guy in running shorts right because you're looking for and the man no, in the uniform
1: yeah, and there's no t- time like you said, there's no time over there in space. So if the guides are mm-hmm. telling them something, it could be like 11 years later. So so you yeah. might be, you know, in 10 years at, at one of those, you know, events. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. In the uniform. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but yeah that's the thing
0: and so we hang on to these things or it's like uh i'll give another example um once an intuitive had said to me you know you're going to be meeting with these two women and you're going to be telling them oh i'll do this and i'll do this and and they're going to be like well we're going to hire you and here's how you can help us and it was just this and the next week i had an interview it was with two women so i thought that was it you know Mm-hmm. Well, nothing, nothing happened with that interview, and it was a year and a half later when I was sitting down having an interview with my current employer, and it was two women. And I remember thinking, Oh, that's so funny. That's what she was that's talking it. about. But it was okay. a year and a half later, you know. But it a was exactly and a half later. the scenario. Yeah, a year and a half later. Oh. So. Time and space is irrelevant, and they might see this movie or a snippet that's, that's you know, formulating in their, their mind's eye, but then they have to worry about whether their ego is translating it in a certain way, and so they have to get out of the way when they deliver the information, you know. Yeah. So it is, it is so interesting how that all plays out, but again, I tell people, take it all with a grain of salt. A grain of Keep salt. an open that's mind. The right thing, yeah. There are many different dimensions going on at once. At least eleven mm-hmm. we know of that's that's proven. Uh, you know, in 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 physics. So. If if right. we have uh jeez ten different versions of ourselves going on right now like it's separated like okay. shower curtains right the dimensions so they're all yeah. happening in like a smattering at once so there's there's different realities they could be picking up they could be picking up on another reality we don't even know so to say that you know we're we're gonna put all of our eggs in this basket because this one person yeah. sounded like they were great you know for Jen's podcast. You know, we should just always take it all in and then discern it. Discernment is a big deal for me lately. Have Great, a Jen. We,
1: Jen, we have ten seconds, ten seconds left. So everybody, oh my goodness, wish, uh, Jen's Jen's info is in the show notes. I love you, and Jen, thank you, and goodbye, everybody. Thank you, Marla. Thank it's you good so goodbye. much for having me. Bye.